the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, as we rejoice today, celebrating the birth of our Lord in this octave of Christmas, we also faced another birth, the Holy Innocence, martyrdom, which is a birth to the kingdom of heaven. It is the Dies Natalis, actually, the day in which they were really born. It is always very striking to see this coincidence between the birth of our Saviour and the martyrdom of the Holy Innocents. Why? Jesus is just born. He was perhaps two years old when these children were slaughtered by the fury of Herod. The baby Jesus brought uh, into the world peace and salvation. He brought, first of all, truth and love. But with this divine birth, of course, uh, already the kingdom of uh, error, the kingdom of Satan was defeated. And for that reason, Satan and all his allies were ready to fight back because they knew that that moment, the moment of uh, this uh, overcoming of their kingdom had come. So the devil is immediately trying to, uh, to put that kingdom of truth and love to an end. There is a beautiful painting by Botticelli which is held here in London in the National Gallery. The title is The Mystic Nativity. If you have a chance to go to this museum, please take a look at this beautiful painting. Small one, but very significant. You see the grotto of Bethlehem, where Jesus was born, but surrounding that grotto, there is a fight, there is a war going on. There are the devils trying to attack the baby, but the angels who are now sheltering Jesus, they are trying to, uh, to defend him, to protect him, and to fight against, against, they are sheltering Jesus with their wings, actually, but uh, at the same time, they fight against the devils and uh, all the enemies of the Lord. Tertullian, in the third century after Christ, brought that with the birth of Christ, also the birth of the hatred for the truth came about. So, as soon as the truth uh, was born, Jesus, immediately after that birth, also the error, the hatred for that truth was born as well. This is the reason why as we celebrate 
the birth of Jesus, we already celebrate the martyrdom of these little babies who were testifying to Jesus, to his birth, uh, not by saying something, as we said in the prayer, but by dying. So it's a silent martyrdom. They witness to Jesus' presence by dying for him. It is, of course, a very special martyrdom. It is an innocent martyrdom, so to say. In what sense? You know that in order to be a martyr, you have to die for the faith and to defend it, to be ready to give up your life for the faith. So the reason why a martyr is, as such, is killed is the hatred for the faith. But at the same time, you have to be aware that there is that martyrdom and you have to stand up for the faith. But these holy innocents were not given the chance to be aware of that faith. Why are they martyrs anyway? This is a very special martyrdom because in order to understand it, first we have to call to mind the blood, the baptism of blood. You know that there are three kinds of baptism. Baptism of water, the sacrament of baptism. Then we have the baptism of desire or the desire of baptism, uh, a longing for it when you can't be baptized but you are disposed to it. So the effects of the sacramental baptism are the same as with the sacrament of desire. And then we have the baptism of blood which is the martyrdom. The martyrdom is as effective as the baptism, the sacramental baptism. But again, in order to be uh, saved by the, the martyrdom of blood, a person has to be aware, or at least not to oppose any resistance to that grace. This is the reason why the children are martyrs, because their blood shed for Christ was, was uh, acting as actually a sacrament in an analogical way, but as a sacrament with the sacrament of, uh, of water, the water baptism. Since they could not oppose any resistance, but they were actually killed out of hatred for the faith, they were martyred for Christ. They were witnessing to Jesus, to the faith in him. So this martyrdom is very unique, but it tells us that this interior disposition has to be something characterizing also our lives. It is about, especially about, this interior disposition to martyrdom, to give witness to Jesus every time we might be asked of. But 
This way to be disposed, to give a witness to Christ, is the way to always live in that, in that grace. We, of course, can, uh, we have reached the use of reason, so it is important that we show our faith. We um, make this faith clear. But in order to be witnesses of our Lord, it is, first of all, important to always keep this uh, interior attitude, this awareness to be disciples of the Lord and to be willing to, if asked, or if even not, but always to be willing to give witness to Jesus Christ. This interior awareness, this interior preparation is already a martyrdom, actually. It's a way to be ready at any time to give testimony to Jesus Christ. In fact, martyr in the original means a witness. The martyr is a witness, the one who gives testimony to Jesus Christ. If we are not able to remain, so to say, in this interior spiritual awareness that we are soldiers for Christ, witnesses for Christ, we can never give him that testimony of his real presence in the world. So we, with the holy innocence, we understand that the way to be martyrs begins with our own spiritual life, within our soul, within our sense, with this conviction, we are witnesses to Jesus. And we have to live in that witness every day by keeping God's sanctifying grace. As for them, the blood they shed was cleansing them and was making them martyrs for the sake of Christ. So it is with us as we remain in that sanctifying grace that we receive through the sacraments. So we, in that sanctifying grace, remain in that disposition to be martyrs of Christ. So from the Holy Innocence we understand that we too are called, everyone, to be witnesses to Jesus. Another thought during this uh, beautiful feast might help our spiritual life. This is about the Christian life as such. Remember the mystic nativity of Botticelli. The birth of Jesus is actually a warfare. There is a war going on right at the moment of Jesus' birth. What does it mean? And the Holy Innocents are demonstrating that this is true. If we stand for Jesus, for the truth, we have necessarily, sooner or later, to face persecution, the cross. The way to be, uh, to be mocked by the world, by the people. If we are serious with our faith, that is, if we remain 
in that spiritual attitude to be witnesses of Christ, we come to a point where we are persecuted. Because this is the gospel. This is what Jesus says. If you want to follow me, you have to be ready to face persecutions, humiliations. So Christian life is not like a kind of holiday. We live in grace and everything has to be fine, happy. No. Christian life is warfare, is a way to fight. If we want to be disciples of Jesus, children of our Lady, we have necessarily to face this persecution of the world, of the enemies of God. Because as long as you remain in this, uh, in this grace, in the truth, you have necessarily to fight the enemy of the truth, which is the error, the heresy, we should also say nowadays, within the church. We have necessarily to face the enemy of the truth, which is the error, which is evil, which is doctrinal uh, confusion in order to mix up people's minds and souls. So my dear brethren, the holy innocents today teach us that a Christian life is a spiritual battle. If we want to be disciples of the Lord, we have to fight. To fight uh, with the spiritual weapons. We, we have to fight against the errors. We have to fight against the enemies of our Lord Jesus Christ. And these enemies are not necessarily people, uh, bodily uh, figures. These enemies of the Lord are first of all spiritual enemies. For example, to face doctrinal confusion within the church, is this not a fight for the truth? Is this not more insidious than to face a person who tries to kill you? Of course it is more insidious. It is a very cunning way, but to, to lead you astray. So Christian life is a battle. And we have to fight this battle in order to remain, to remain in Jesus' grace, to side always with him. Because it is quite easy to pass from siding with the truth to siding with the error. And nowadays, unfortunately, as we see in the church, the majority of people, unwillingly perhaps, have passed to side with the error, the confusion. They don't know anymore what it means to profess the right, unspotted faith in Jesus Christ. Christian life is this fight against the enemy of Christ, the enemy 
who is a spiritual one. The error, the heresy, the hatred. So let us call upon this holy innocence intercession in order to be soldiers for Christ, to be ready to engage in this battle against the enemies. And the battle is again spiritual, so we need spiritual weapons. What's the first weapon we need to fight? To be in grace, to live always in grace, to keep always sanctifying grace in our soul without any sin, any mortal sin, go to confession often, to always keep that armor, that uh, shield, that weapon to fight against the enemies. And the second weapon is, of course, the Holy Rosary. This is a magnificent weapon to fight this uh, important battle, the battle for life. So it is about choosing what we want to do, where we want to be, on Jesus' side or on the side of his enemies. We ask this holy innocence today for the grace to uh, be ready to fight spiritually with these weapons. But also we ask for the grace to understand in our silent prayer that silence is the most important environment to understand that we are in a battle. Without being silent as they were, testifying Jesus with their silent love, we do not understand that there is a battle going on and we have to fight. So let's ask for this grace to understand how precious it is to be silent, to understand in our silent prayer that this is the moment to uh, be clear about what we want to be, what we want to profess as disciples of the Lord. A very final thought is about our blessed Mother Mary. You might, we might imagine today as contemplating this scene, the angel came to let Joseph know that Herod was going to kill the baby. The baby was under threat. So they had to flee, to leave Bethlehem and to go to Egypt. You might imagine the anguish of Our Lady's heart, the anguish of St. Joseph's heart, to know that the baby is already uh, under threat. They want to kill him. Can you imagine the sorrow of Our Lady's heart? But that suffering, that uh, spirit, that dolo actually, to know that Jesus is uh, sick by Herod to be killed, that dolo is already salvific. It becomes an offering to God 
for the salvation of mankind. So, as we contemplate Our Lady's dolor today, suffering with Jesus, suffering for Jesus, being a martyr herself, even more of the holy innocence, because the dolor, uh, the, that suffering, that blood shed by the holy innocence is more something shed by her heart. And that blood is shed by Our Lady, not only at that moment when they were killed, but throughout the life of Jesus. So you have to sum up that suffering, the next day suffering, the next day suffering, the suffering of all the life of Christ, all his persecution, all the way through Calvary, every day. You might imagine to sum all this suffering, suffering until the supreme sacrifice. This is a very unique martyrdom she experienced. She lived with her life. So we ask Our Lady, the Queen of Martyrs, to teach us how to uh, participate uh, as much we can in this uh, spiritual martyrdom, in this uh, co-redemption, in this offering, in this witness to Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord. We want to become with our Lady, martyrs of love, martyrs for Christ, witnessing him every day with a very good Christian life. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.